Hello and welcome to Comedy in a Nutshell, the podcast where I talk to the people in comedy and ask what comedy means to them. You can read about all the many, many shows I've been to see from over 1,200 comedians over the last 40-odd years, including photos and posters and what the comedians think of me, on my website, thecomedynerd.com. I love talking to the people in comedy about comedy. If you'd like to hear what they have to say as much as I do, then please like, subscribe, rate, review and share the podcast. Thank you. Both actors in their own right, this week's guests, Holly Kellingray and Brooke Jones, have been making a name for themselves as a TikTok character duo with their Surrey Girls and Nifty and Nunu sketches. This year they perform their debut Edinburgh hour, Mr Sister, in which through songs and sketches they reaffirm their friendship. Because they're both fun, but together they're, well, funner. Holly and Brooke are character and sketch duo Hooked. So tell me about how you both sort of encountered comedy. How did how did you start understanding what comedy was and what it could mean to you? Um, by mistake, really, I guess. Yeah. Before we, so we met each other at Arts Uni in Bournemouth, and we studied acting. Yes. Which I know everyone was like, "Oh, actors turn comedians the worst thing in the world," but that's us. So here we go. Yeah. Um, and we did acting, and we started Hooked when we graduated. So that was. Seven years ago? Yeah, seven years ago. Seven years ago. And we did acting right up until last, last year. year. And we just... Um, we kind of hit like a... A wall. We kind of, like, yeah. This is so boring. We hate doing this. Nothing's <laughs> nothing's happening. All this work that we're doing. So it wasn't... It became like not very enjoyable, yeah. really. And then we had like a lot of our friends um, who also enjoyed writing like comedy sketches. Mm-hmm. And we used to run um, like scratch nights that were a bit more theater based. So we kind of had like the foundations there. And then we, um, and then yeah, we started filming a few sketches with a couple of our friends just like in the summer. And then we really enjoyed it. And we were like, oh, maybe we should just do some of this ourselves and put it online. Um, and maybe we can make some of our uh, scratch nights more, more comedy based. And that was it, really. It just kind of like went from there, and we were like, "Wow, this is so much funner!" And just... so much funner, funner, <laughs> so much funner. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, we just have right good giggle, don't we? Yeah, I think before when we were trying to write plays and shit like that, it would just be horrible. We'd be sat in the National Theatre, sat opposite each other with our laptops out pretending to write and be like, have you written anything? No, I've not written anything. Part of the end, all of that kind of crap. And it was just tiring. So now when we make comedy, it kind of, we feel a bit more um, free to just try things. And if they don't work, they don't work. Whereas with, when we were writing plays and stuff, I felt like this has to be the most groundbreaking play in the world. Otherwise everything fails. So I feel like we just are a bit more lax with it all now. And we just try things out. We have a bit of fun while we're doing it as well. So yeah, we just we just try to make each other laugh. And that's what's good about being a comedy duo as well. Yeah. When one person's run out of steam, the other one's, you know, yeah. providing the giggles. So yeah. it brings the energy back up. Yeah. Did you go directly from writing serious to, to writing full on comedy? Or did you just sort of slowly inject more humor in over time? That was weirdly, it was like the first play that we did for Camden Fringe mm. was it was literally every single genre of theatre you could think of put into a one-hour play. It was like there was physical theatre, there was projections, there was like kind of character comedy, there was spoken word, there was literally everything. So at that point we were writing funny characters, like there was this bit 
in the play. It was about social media, obviously. Um, and there was this bit about dating profiles. And that bit was like really funny. That was probably the best bit in That's the play. That's probably very similar to what, what we, we do, do now, actually. Yeah. So I think that there's elements that when you look back, it wasn't like just a completely dramatic yeah. shift and was well, like... Well, I feel like our journey went like this. It was like a bit of everything, straight, crazy drama then back to just just back through the johnson yeah so we tried a bit of and we used to write a lot of like in our when we did our scratch nights and stuff we used to write these um sort of like 15 minute short like comedy spoken word yeah. sketches but mm. they were very niche very very niche. lots of characters but they were all character based um so and 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 they were funny so i think that kind of we took that That's element we from did that. Her in that yeah yeah, yeah. When you're writing for your sketches and you you come up with characters, when you switch between an isolated sketch, so like, you know, they, these people aren't going to recur necessarily, but then you write a character like you've got um, Sorry Girls or something. Do you like fall in love with the character and say, oh, I would just want to keep exploring what they might come up with? Yeah, yeah definitely. So. And you just embody it. And a lot of our work, I think, comes from the character first. Yeah. So sometimes if you've you're got a bit of a mental block, you could be like, let me just think about the Sorry Girls and what they yeah. think about. Because then ideas flourish. So, yeah, I think we find the characters first and then sketches were born from them. But then we also, more with our live stuff, I guess, have more of the classic kind of sketch when it's more of a concept rather than character-based. Mm-hmm. But definitely with our content, we we it derives from characters, characters for sure, yeah. Yeah. So, like you said there, you know, what would Sorry Girls do? Do you address that in everyday life, in every situation? Because you, if you start with the character, do you then... I'm in a situation where something minor, terrible has just happened. And then you go, what would they do? And then you write for them kind of thing. Yeah, sometimes. Like sometimes if we've been like out together, like not actually just working, so obviously like we spend a lot of time together. Mm. Like sometimes we've just been like, oh my God, like we just, it comes into our brain of the characters and we'll film something right there and then we'll write something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I think it definitely kind of changes the way you think mm-hmm. um, in your day-to-day life. And I've got a secret as well, because actually... I am a sorry girl, so really, it's just my life. <laughs> I am sorry, so I'm yeah. not. Something just happens in my normal day life, and I say, Holly, we should just like should do this. Do something about that. <laughs> well, that's another interesting question: is how much of you is in your characters? Because is it like you dialed up to eleven or dialed right down? <laughs> dialed right down. No, <laughs> no, I think more is the fact that I am from Surrey, mm. but sorry girl. So what I do is I. Just think about all the people that I know from school. <laughs> <laughs> you think about the people met throughout yeah. living in Surrey, so it mm. makes it like slightly easier to yeah. To of course, yeah, that's what comedians do, don't they? They yeah. see something and then they dial it up yeah. or yeah. they make a on it. So I think that's definitely yeah where the Surrey girls came from. Just walking around, mm. lovely calls in town. But do you keep your butter in the fridge? I don't get real butter. I get clover. <laughs> how much do you improvise when you're going to do like a a a reel or a sketch is it is it all scripted or do you start coming up with an idea and say oh quick camera out let's film this kind of thing yeah it's a bit of both we were just talking about this earlier weirdly um but when we first started it was maybe a little bit more improvised it was a bit more like you know here's the concept let's just give it a go and then as we kind of got as we started doing more and more sketches and was trying to roll out more content, we kind of would both come with like written ideas and, and, and specifically write them, which also was beneficial in some cases. Um, and then today we just said, maybe let's try and go back to a little bit more like 
improvised work as well. So I think it just depends on the type of sketch, the type of, like uh-huh. how well you know the character. Because the yeah. one that we just filmed just before this, because I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like the Puff Mummers. So they're like neighbours and <laughs> they're always in dress they're obsessed with vaping. And it's very kind of Harry Enfield-esque, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but when we first filmed that, it was, we kind of just felt like we knew the character straight away. Yeah. We knew exactly what kind of people they were. Mm-hmm. And we just rolled with it and we just thought, let's just try and film some stuff and just, because sometimes when you say things on a whim, it's it's funnier, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think it's about how well you know the characters as well. Yeah. Because I'm like, then it. you just know what they're going to say. Yeah. yeah. You said a little bit about things being easier being in a duo. Does that afford you a little bit of protection? Because, you know, in the sense that like, um, I've talked to uh, a couple of musical comedians about being able to be afforded like a shield by having an instrument in front of you. Or as actors, if you've been part of an ensemble, you know, you, you're you're supported, encouraged, protected, if you like, by the rest of the cast. Uh, do you feel that way? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, definitely. I think it's like we always, like our journey as creatives has always been together. And I think it, uh, the big part of that is the fact that uh, that we're a duo and I think w- we always say like we yeah. could never have done this by ourselves I think it can't we've kind of brought out the confidence in each other and you do have that little yeah. bit of protection because it's not just yeah it's not just me seeing like a wacky video of myself it's embarrassing funny. it's like it's both of us and it's so kind of it makes you like and just... it's also not just the content or being on stage it's the afterwards as well because say if we just did a shit gig mm. if i was by myself i'd just be going into a hole and being like thinking about all the bad things but if we've done a shit gig there's not been loads okay but if we've done a shit gig then we are talking to each other afterwards we'd be like oh, it wasn't that bad because there was this and then yeah there's another outlook on it and it you kind of bring each other up so i think it's it's almost not even that that's important. It's the afterwards and it's the support that you have from each other. 100%. Off stage and offline. And just day to day as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes, obviously, especially like with the fringe and stuff, like it was hard. It can, be, it can be very intense. It can be very hard, you know, like living in London, we're trying to live like day to day lives as well, trying to make a living and then mm. trying to do everything on top. So it definitely just. You give each other that oomph yeah. kind of to just keep going. Mm. And yeah, it gives me a kick up the bum when I need it. Yeah. So. <laughs> And do you need it? Sometimes. Does. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and again, you mentioned about having fun on stage. So how much how much is fun and how much is work? Because you look, joy- let me put it another way, you look joyful on stage. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the things that I really like about your act and a, and a lot of the people I talk to. And one of the first things that interests me in their in their performance is the joy that they put on the stage so how much of it is still joyful is it being on stage it's joyful or is the run-up to it, is the work and the writing still fun for you I've got the run-up to it so i'm just no, so scared i think but on stage i think it definitely yeah is. i think that's also to do with comedy too obviously there's stand-ups and people that do things singularly that also are joyful mm. but i think because there's that playfulness between us we're not only just trying to make the audience laugh, trying to make each other laugh when we're on stage and i think that brings the fun into it because I was thinking before we went up to Edinburgh, I was like, how are we going to do the show? How many times? 24 times. And it's not going to be boring, but yeah. because we had each other and we yeah. were kind of challenging each other and yeah. pushing each other on stage, mm-hmm. it makes us laugh and it makes yeah. us have a good time. So, and also when we did our work in progress back in January, yeah. obviously it was our first time like doing like a full hour of like live yeah. sketch and comedy. And I, like we we both walked away from that like that was so fun like so I think from then we kind of knew that like we were going to enjoy it obviously 
doing Edinburgh for the first time, we were still obviously nervous, but we did rehearse a lot. So we knew the we knew the show like the back of our hand. Yeah. So we never really went over lines and stuff. We genuinely just kind of had to get on stage and just enjoy it. And I think also that comes from, I think obviously some some days, some sketches you'd prefer better than others, but yeah. that can just depend on like the audience and how you're feeling. But I think, yeah, it just comes down to sort of it being a duo. And also, also you don't want to let your partner down, you know, if you're having like a bit of a, of a rubbish morning or, or afternoon, like it just gives you that like, yeah. and that kind of like you know let's do this because we'll feel so good together after yeah I think yeah. it's yeah I think it's the chemistry that you have that brings the joy out of it because you're not alone up there you're having fun with your friend yeah yeah so here's here's a question um I mean they're all questions so that's obvious but the uh, <laughs> when you're you've got your script and you're performing on stage I mean you you strike me as two fun people so do you like to trip each other up do you play with it a little bit and you go you know this tonight's not going the not the way I thought it was so I'm just gonna start tipping the uh tipping the boat the last show in Edinburgh I don't know what happened to me I was just kind of like she just started a bit hungover to be honest and I just <laughs> what, what was that I can't remember what you did either. yeah there's this line where I say that um basically there's a sketch and it's called date in the dark and it's all well you saw it it's <laughs> all um it's basically a dark restaurant and this person's dating this person who is also playing all the other people in the restaurant unbeknownst to the other date. And at one point I always say that I'm Pamela Anderson. And then for some reason, I was just like, I'm just going to say I'm Simon Cass because I know it's going to make her laugh. And it was the last show. So I was just like, F it, let's just say it. So yeah, I was just coming up with loads of random She's just like, totally random. Just totally yeah. random, yeah. And I then think- what else was I doing? Oh yeah, at the, at the end, I was just getting people to come up and st- oh, we have a vape break in our show because mm. we are addicted. So that is actually more of a logistical thing rather than a joke and um <laughs> I just was like come on everything and it was just yeah it was just I think I just I, uh, and that's what I love about Edinburgh as well not the fact that well it's the fact that we did those we did the show 24 times and obviously we've not done it before loads of people have done Edinburgh loads of times but because it was our first time I think I really grew well both of us really yeah. grew as performers and I think coming to that last show I was just so comfortable on that stage I was just like yeah, I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. I don't care what Holly says. <laughs> no, and I think it was good. I think gradually throughout the whole run, both of us did. Like mm. we have a bit earlier in the show as well. That's like Brooke changes every night, and I have to oh, yeah, improvise. Um, so that was good because obviously I was like, "What is it gonna be today?" And those little bits. And I think just generally because we have we talked to the audience quite a lot, like in between the sketches as well. I think we became a lot, a lot more confident, a lot more relaxed, a lot more sort of like colloquial and kind of yeah. like. No. Well, that was what was good as well. I think that was what was a bit more out on a limb as well, that through the course of the run, we became way more comfortable with the audience. I think before, probably, well, in January, if we had an audience and they were kind of not really responding, like I remember this one bit in one of the shows in Edinburgh, I reached out to someone, they just literally looked at me like I had had them a plate of shit. Like they just hated me. Um, okay. And at the start of the run, I probably would be really bothered by that. But then towards the end of the run, I was just playing with the audience and I think that was what was more fun yeah. because sometimes you'd have a show and right from the start they'd be laughing and they'd be really on board which is amazing so that's what you want but I found it really fun to have the challenge of maybe an audience that were a bit quieter I mean our show was at like one o'clock in the day so it's hard no one was on the bevies yet um and if they were quiet at the start and then towards the middle they got a bit louder and at the end they were really on board I found found that really good accomplishment yeah I felt really we won the mo- we, we won the moment. Yeah. yeah. And just playing around with the audience yes. and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you say you say no one was drinking. This is Scotland we're talking about. So honestly, I before I went, I was like, people will have beers. Hundred percent. When I've gone to the place before, I always have a beer at the kind of like lunchtime show. No one had a drink. I was like, we're gonna have to start handing out sour shots because (laughs) they need to have a few bevies before they see this this craziness. Yeah. (laughs) So, including the the things that you just mentioned, how much did the show change? Not only from previews months before, but also from the start to the end of the festival. Twenty four days is a long time. Lot we we cut a lot the previews. Of, we cut lots of yeah, change loads in the previews, and then we cut a lot. We cut so a lot. We cut off the there. baggage, like just give I us think, room to like yeah. yeah improvise and room to kind of like have audience interaction. And you know, obviously, sometimes it takes longer than than other days. So we kind of just yeah cut a lot of the crap, cut the bits that we were like. I think sometimes as well, you don't trust your audience. Like they're not going to get this. So we need to say this. We need to say that. We need to say this. But if they don't get it all completely, then that's fine. Like. I think you should just cut the crap yeah. and just get them with the jokes. So I think rather than explaining yeah. everything, which is what I felt that we yeah. had to do, and it changed kind of throughout. Like we, you know, we one of our nifty and new new sketch in the middle. We changed that so much. Like we went back and forth. We took bits in. We took bits out. We really because there was something that we felt wasn't right with like the mm-hmm. the transition and the ending. And honestly, every single day it changed. Yeah, um, I think we're really happy with it. Yeah, and I think that that was just so amazing to be able to do. Like, you don't get to do that that often. Yeah. And I think if we were to then look back, when we were as next look back at the script after having some time away from it, I, we'll probably loads have of bits that we loads of bits that we want to change, loads of ideas. Um, but and yeah, I reckon if we looked at the script, it would be totally different to what we were just doing in Edinburgh. Yeah, because you kind of you do slight changes every day, and if we had to look back at it, we'd be like, what we've not said that for the no. whole month. So I think that would be funny because, yeah, yeah, you just change bits every day, don't you? Yeah. Do you leave things in that are just for you, even if maybe they didn't play well to the audiences? Do you just keep little in- inside jokes for yourselves? We tried that once. There was this one bit in our previews. And when we did it in rehearsals, we laughed so much. You know what I'm going to say? Oh, my God. There was gosh, this bit yeah. that I can't even remember what it was now. So I, I pretended to get someone and, like, beat them up. And I was just doing it so stupidly, but it just... It made Holly laugh so much. We were like, this is going to go down like a treat. This is hilarious. It's so funny. And we showed some of our close friends who were kind of in the industry um, before we did our previews. And they were like, yeah, I loved it. I'm not really sure about what what was going on. Why were you beating someone up? And I would love to have kept that bit in. It was so so funny funny for us too, but literally no one found it I think it was just maybe our like... I think it was a bit self-indulgent. Yeah. I think it was a little bit self-indulgent <laughs> because I would like, I still think it's hilarious, yeah, but it's funny. I think it's probably only funny because of best friends. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is your first festival performing an hour. So how how was your festival experience as a whole? Really good. Oh, yeah, really amazing. It. it feels like a, like it didn't really happen now, which is probably what everyone says. Yeah. It's very, it's very much a bubble, isn't it? It's just like yeah. a little month of your year that, Kind of feels so you don't do anything that you would usually do at home it's all very different it felt like it was a uni again to be honest yeah it was very it was very intense like i think the like the the just i remember the start of the of the month thinking like oh my god there is like this is going so slowly there's so much to do so in that sense but i think you you kind of go into like um uh autopilot yeah you yeah. go into autopilot you do the same thing every day mm. you just gotta get, like kind of just get through it and go with the flow and be open so i think but generally i think for it's our so first fun. run like i'm really pleased with how it went like we didn't have any production company behind us it was literally just us um so i i'm like proud that we yeah. 
you know, we I'm managed really to have yeah, like it was like a really positive run. Yeah, we learned lots run. of stuff. Like you're gonna laugh at this. Before we went, we genuinely did like a three hundred pound Tesco order to do like right, we're gonna meal prep. We're gonna do this. We bought, I kid you not, probably sixty of those baguettes that you put into the oven. Do you know like those part baked? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're like we're gonna make that today. We had so many. We were, so we were staying with a production company and they were like, oh, we've got enough baguettes. And I was like, I'm comfortable. So embarrassing. Um, but we had loads of salmon in the freezer. No, this is so wasteful of us. We didn't eat any of it. We Like the first week we cooked, but and then obviously yeah. by then you're like, you're just knackered. I just wanted takeaway. Take away. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the baguettes. Just so many baguettes. So us, we just ended up being like, guys, you're here more than us. Like we were never there. I don't know what we were expecting. Okay. Baguette. Did you take the opportunity to see other shows, see other performers? Yeah, we saw a lot actually. We tr- we tried to see as much as possible because obviously we wanted to support other people. Wanted to- also wanted to just see like just keep our creative. Yeah, loving. We made lots of friends, so yeah. we obviously wanted to go and support friends and stuff. What was um, some of our favorite shows? I can't even remember. Um, we love Bill O'Neill, the amazing Banana Brothers. It was phenomenal. It was batshit. So good. Like, it was. It was I've crazy. Never seen anything. It was one of those like things that. that when I watched it, I was like, I'm not sure if I enjoyed that. It was like I. You really have to process it, and then the next day I was like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. It was just a lot happened and. There were so many layers to it. It was so hilarious. And he's such a dedicated performer. Oh my like, God. Like, I don't want to give too much away, but he must be covered in bruises because the way he throws himself across that stage is amazing. But yeah, there's so much to process in that show. So I love that show. Um, um, my last two brain cells. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, they are friends prior to the fringe, but their show is their so, show's so good. Catherine and Pierre. Catherine and Pierre. That's It's like... It's amalgamation of things. It's uh, drag, physical theatre, mime, mime, um, but they're two Katy Perry musical. Yeah, it's all Katy Perry music. It's, it's such a beautiful story, and they're such dedicated performers as well. And it's yeah. so funny. Really, we saw, really good. we saw these multiple times yeah, as we well because we were like, uh, "This is so good." That's really good. We saw so many things. Josh Weller was really good. Oh yeah, Josh Weller. Did you see that? It's another show that's changed quite a lot. I've seen it like in about three different works in progress. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, that's the first time we'd ever seen him perform before. So yeah, we we were on side from the from the get go. Yeah, really good. Um, what else did we see? Anya Magliano, obviously really oh, yeah. really good. But everyone knows that. Uh, she that was the first time we'd seen her before. Actually. Yeah, we but we before. just we just liked her so much. She's so likable. Oh yeah, for sure. Why can you not remember anything? <laughs> so bad, isn't it? <laughs> Tom did and he wrote everything down on his phone yeah I, did. I was like I'm not as organised as that I can't even remember but, to but my they're the ones that were our favourites I guess yeah they're the ones that are coming to mind yeah but yeah really good I have to keep track of everything on my phone so I, I saw 138 shows in Edinburgh that's mad but I couldn't tell you what they were <laughs> yeah. so there's three and a half thousand shows at the Edinburgh Festival about 600 of them are comedy exclusively comedy shows how do you feel about competing for an audience with all these other shows? How do you feel about competition in general? Are you competitive? Are we competitive? Yeah, we were. And I think we were, more, we, we were probably more competitive at the start when we were firing because we, we had all the energy and we were like, come see our show. But then afterwards we were like, we're just happy if we've got at least an audience. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, yeah, I think it, it's obviously good to have to be competitive because I think it has it's synonymous with being driven yes yeah. because you want something to happen but also 
you can't be too competitive yeah, you don't want to be that, too that competitive. takes over and yeah. it's just like a competition so I think I think we had a fairly good balance for it yeah. I think um we were pretty lucky we apart bar one day we were in double digits for yeah. audiences and that was just solely from us and yeah. stuff so I, I I think that that's really successful yeah. and I was happy with that yeah and Sometimes some of the bigger audience were, but bigger audiences were crap, and the smaller ones were better. So yeah, I think it's about the quality, not the quantity. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> makes such difference. Yeah. What about entering competitions that are competitions, things like Sketch Off, that sort of thing? We did Sketch Off last year, and we did comedy was it last year. Was it this year? Oh, Sketch Off. Sorry, no, Sketch Off was this year. We yeah. did Comedy Crowd TVs, um, Chorts, Chorts last year. We got. We made the shortlist, yeah, yeah, which was really cool. So we'll probably, I think that's open we'll do that again, actually, yeah. yeah. And then we did sketch off, um, so, but we didn't get we didn't get through. But now looking back, I'm thinking I can see what we didn't get through. Yeah, we've grown so much as performers and in our comedy writing and everything like that. That this, so the sketch that we did for sketch off was the wine one at the beginning of our show, but it is so different, different to what it is in the show now. Mm. So I feel like I feel like if we did the one that we've got now, that would be straight through. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we've grown so much, yeah, and sure. I'm not. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad that we didn't get through because yeah, I, I think we'll have a better chance of doing it really well. More next informed, time. Yeah. yeah. When you see other other comics, other sketch acts or characters, do you see them as face value, or do you sort of dissect what they're doing, or or say, I could do that better or different, or that's an idea that we've done or that we could work with? I mean, there's only so many ideas in the world, so there's always going to be crossover. <laughs> we see more online, I guess, and mm. um, when comedians and stuff are doing stuff online, we're like, oh, that's literally very similar to what we've done before. But you kind of have to let go of that. It yeah. happens. It, they probably didn't copy you. It's just there's only so many ideas in the world and they probably thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I would never think, you know, kind of we can do it better. But I don't know. I think people have different styles. Yeah, they do. And that suits different types of audiences. So I think I think seeing stuff is only going to inspire you more. So I would, I would just, yeah, I like to go and see stuff to kind of think, oh, they've done that really well or they've done this something uh, differently to how I would have done it but I think that just only grows kind of your ideas in your mind yeah. so yeah I think I think you slightly do dissect it I guess because yeah. you think oh I would have ended it this way or I wish they just cut that bit out yeah but also but if you're really if you're right. really enjoying it then you don't really think anything I don't no. think because you're just so there with them you're not you haven't got time to think about what you do differently yeah <laughs> you kind of just think oh how much I did that yeah yeah. So your characters, when you become that character, are you playing the the role dramatically? Is it the actors in you? You're playing a comic character, but from a dramatic perspective. Yeah, I guess so. I think that def- I think that's changed slightly, but I think that's definitely how we've started off, and I think that's still there a little bit in us, like the sort of like. Well, yeah, it's because we've done, we've had years of doing becoming a character, and I think that's why mm-hmm. maybe when we do write sketches, we say that we be- we first of all, become the character and think about what they'd think and the ideas that they'd think. So, yeah, I guess so. that's definitely a part of that, for sure. I think it's, it's easier for us to become a character because we've done it for ages. So, hmm. yeah, rather than thinking of first and then playing it, we become the character yeah. and then think of the ideas. So I think that's the biggest thing that we've taken from being actors first, yeah. just embodying the characters and thinking, thinking how they'd think. Yeah, which comes back to what you were saying before, you know, what would the Surrey girls do in this situation? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely helped us in that sense. Yeah, 
it's more just our way of working i guess people have different ways of working doing accents and stuff like that so and that's just the way that we've been trained to yeah to work yeah in that sense on the matter of the the way that you approach things what about the division of labor is one of you the ideas person and one is the right the script writer or do you both come at each other with ideas that you work on it together how does it come together I think it varies like yeah. o- like over time like there's probably periods where Brooke's coming up with more ideas than I think we're quite we're quite receptive to each other and mm. we understand each other very well so you know if someone's done quite a few things they might just say you write to do that and we're quite like we're open with that so I think mm-hmm. it, it 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 varies you know some sometimes somebody's a bit more of the ideas person some you know it, mm. it does just vary I think. I think it just balances itself out yeah we are we are organized as well, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You have to always be very dedicate time yeah. to to do stuff in the week. So like we'll meet each other at least twice a week and we'll get a lot of work done then. Yeah. So if you've got a burning idea for an amazing sketch, then you're gonna write it down before you see, see yeah. each other. So yeah. Yeah. And how, for want of a better phrase, how kind of in sync are you in that sense? Does one of you come up with an idea and the other is saying, oh my God, I was just literally just thinking about that. I want to write, I'm writing it already. Or do, or just shoot you down and that's the worst idea anyone's ever had. We'll definitely say to each other the idea shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes you were reading one out the other day, weren't you? And you were like, I have no idea what I, I was talking this. about. And I was like, yeah, let's just park it there. Because yeah. I, I don't know. Either. I look back at my notes and I was like, what the hell is that? I was like trying to like resurrect it, and I was if like, "If you get our phone, I was like, I don't even think that I can resurrect that." Often as well, you think of something when just before you go to sleep. There's definitely some funny things in so that. You write something random down, but then it doesn't make sense the next day, and you're like, "Huh?" I'm trying to find some. Yeah. So, but sometimes we have some ideas. It's like, oh yeah, I was thinking about something like that. Or sometimes we even get like suggestions online, hmm. like somebody comment on our like underneath some of our like daytime TV ones or spoofs and they're like can you do this so, so those are also like they they help like i've just bit. found one i have no idea what this means ice cream van often licked but never beaten <laughs> what does that mean i have no idea it was obviously a sketch idea don't know what it means so our phones are filled with those kind of things and we obviously yeah. park that because there's no sketch about that's ice cream vans often licked never beaten <laughs> not yet Maybe it's a tagline for an ice cream van i don't know yeah yeah mine's so random <laughs> <laughs> So you said about someone making a comment under a video. Do you get like a lot of feedback or ideas or criticisms? Uh, yeah, we do. We get all sorts. I mean, mostly we get positive stuff. People saying, you know, love your content or make more of this or yeah. you guys are so funny for women. No, I'm joking. No, we have had that, <laughs> that a lot. Um, but we also, I think the things you cling on to are the worst, like the bad comments. We do get some bad comments, obviously on some videos that have gone viral which is a good thing because it's like getting more people to see our platform and stuff um but i think because we're women they're usually due to they're usually about physical appearance so luckily i don't i think it doesn't really affect us to be honest i don't really give a shit um but i know that it would affect especially i think because we're 27 now i think if i was getting those comments when i was 18 or 21 then i think it would affect me a lot more because I wasn't as stable in myself and probably didn't love myself bit, as much. Yeah, you're a bit more influential. Yeah, so... Influenced easier and, you know, but as you get older, yeah. you, you're... And I think that's always... Yeah. Like, the stuff that they comment, you just I just think this is so generic and you're just saying this to a woman because you think it's going to upset them. But at the end of the day, you're not really going to share. We just like to reply back to them. 
I know. And then people will reply back like, oh, you're only replying to the negative things. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like to have an argument, you know? I'm like, let me argue with you. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, I want to have a conversation. I'll drop my number. We can talk this through. Let's talk You're obviously going through a lot of trauma right yeah. now. You have to dump on our posts. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only bad stuff that we get, really. Yeah. So when you're writing sketches, do you think about, hey, we should throw a political message in here or something? We should address some of these things. Or has it just got to be about the fun first and foremost? I mean, sometimes it comes up, like like with certain, obviously, topics. Like, obviously, sometimes there's always, like, uh, maybe something... I don't think we'd go fully out political no. statement, but we might make a comment that would but if something be comes funny, up, but people would probably think, actually, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what those men are like, or that's exactly what my grandma would say, kind yeah. of thing. But maybe that would be something for the future. I think right now we're still trying to find our feet in our com- comic voice. Yeah. And once we're really grounded in that, then we we'd can probably, probably like use that our platform. Because we've, yeah, we've got people that follow us and hopefully they'd follow us because their views are aligned with us yeah but yeah i think yeah about finding our comedy voice and being really planted in that and then maybe we could shake some shit up you know <laughs> shake some shit up <laughs> good phrase <laughs> so there's other kinds of feedback as well nice line in the evening standard and it highlighted you as one of the 12 rising stars set to break out this year how do you feel about that kind of thing Really, yeah, that was that was nice. I was happy. I was well happy. Yeah, it was a really, really nice moment. Um, yeah, it was just really, really cool. I think we just that was one for the grandmas. Yeah, to send to your grandma and be like, "Hey, look, I it's actually grandma. working out." <laughs> my grandma and she was crying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it was really see, nice. It doesn't mean everything, obviously, no. but it's always nice to get like a nice bit of recognition yeah. for sure. I think. Obviously, like, especially with online content these days, like the comedy world is becoming very populated. So I think to sort of be, yeah, picked out as as one of the top 12 rising stars, I think it was just, you know, it's nice. It gives you that little pat on the back that, you know, a little confidence, yeah. especially because we don't really have like a production company or a producer or anyone like above us being able to like feed us with some sort of like positive reinforcement. It was nice to get that from the press. <laughs> yeah. Do you put a lot of stock in reviews generally, or do you do you read reviews, or do you read them after the event, like, like at the end of the run? Um, yeah, read them, yeah. But I think I think it's kind of like the comments that I was saying about on like reels and stuff. It doesn't. It's like one person. So if we do get any negative feedback, then we're just kind of like, eager. don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Seriously, I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> we, I think yeah, we you take it, you take, take it or leave it, it. Yeah, yeah, and. Obviously, there's always some constructive stuff and you can take that if you want. You don't have to. I think we're very much our own selves now and we like the comedy that we make. So yeah. I was going to really change that. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's not for everyone anyway. Like some people comment on some of our videos online, like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, like, like this is this so, is so weird. weird. You guys, you guys want crap kind of thing. But it's the stuff that we like to make and it's the stuff that makes us laugh and our friends laugh. And I think, well, actually, when our friends came to see our preview, what was it our show? I can't remember. They were like, it felt like we wrote that script. It was like doing you know, like the Wilsons and stuff. They were like, oh, it felt like we wrote it, that pre- script. As work in progress in general. It was so our humour. And I think it is a kind of the niche kind of humour, but it's the stuff that makes us happy. Yeah. It? We'd rather have a dedicated kind of smaller following that like kind of the weird stuff that we make rather than making it really, really broad because I don't think we'd enjoy it as much. No. Well, that's another thing about social media. Obviously, you're putting a lot of online content, which is broadcast to the globe. 
So does everything translate culturally? Do you get comments from people who just don't understand? Do you get that kind of feedback saying, it's candy in the US, not sweet? Yeah, um, we did a, we did a um, sketch about um, geezers in the pub. And it was so funny because it, it went kind of viral. And then um, loads of people from like America or um, Australia were commenting like, I think my dad's a geezer. Uh, or like, what's a geezer? I think that my my granddad might be one of these and stuff like that. It's so funny. Yeah. But it was good because they translated, but they just didn't know what a geezer was. Yeah. yeah. We get a lot. Of, we have a lot of like, um, mostly UK, but like Australian. Yeah. Um, we look at our analytics. Yeah. A lot from Dublin as well, actually. Yeah, a lot from Dublin um, and Edinburgh, I think, actually, now as well. So it is very British humour. Like, I do think... We we obviously tap into some some of the sort of, like, American spoofs, but they're probably more for a British audience, I'd say. Yeah, because they're taking the Um, American stuff. So I think think in some senses it does translate, but our our humour is very British. Yeah. Yeah. So it's part and parcel, really. Yeah. Uh, So for an international listening audience, a geezer is... Um, a giant <laughs> plume of water. That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so what so far then have been your best and worst moments in comedy? I think probably one of our, it's probably one of our worst moments, but I look back on it fondly now, is the first gig that we did. Yeah, oh my God. It was the first gig and we did our wine tasting with Posh Ladies sketch and it was very much in its early, early, early stages. I forgot half the line. I think you she definitely forgot half the yeah, It was just after the, was it, what was it? It was the, I'm not very good with football. Was it, like was it the Euro? Semi, Euro semi-final or something? Something like that. So there was loads mm-hmm. of drunk people in the audience. It was, it like, was a free comedy night, as you do. Like, all of them were being yeah. from the pub into this back room. So it was very much that demographic. Mm. And it was a purely stand-up night. It was horrendous. And I was quaking in my boots going up there. And it was horrendous for us. Not yeah. really. Like, it was just... They just didn't get it at all. And we weren't introduced as, like, a sketch or character comedy. They just probably thought, who are these ladies with duvet sheets in there? Cupped in their T-shirts. <laughs> I, def- I definitely, personally, didn't feel like I had the right confidence either. So it just was, like, what was going on? Like, yeah, that was horrible. But now I look back and I think, oh... What young people <laughs> seven months ago? Yeah, <laughs> and the best thing, like maybe even just say like our last show, at, at, yeah, at the Edinburgh Fringe. Like I think that was just it was so, so fun. fun, and it the was Saturday, Saturday day. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, that weekend. That Saturday, weekend. So it just felt like you know we've we've really accomplished this. Like we worked so hard for like seven eight months, like organizing all of it, and we've done it. Like so, I think that was a real maybe. Yeah, I'd say it's near the, near the best. Yeah, that, that, was, that really, was really cool, good. I think. Um, and just looking back at what the show was at the beginning to what it is now and just thinking how much we... And I was just... I remember just feeling really proud of us, but also just proud of Holly. Like, at the end, we were bowing together and it's just so nice to share that moment. So, yeah, probably that. And you alluded a little bit to the speed with which things change because obviously you've not been in comedy an enormous amount of time you must have learned some important lessons quite quickly I imagine yeah we've learned a lot I think um I think that you have to surround yourself with lots of people that make you laugh as well I think yeah especially in Edinburgh but pre-Edinburgh as well we kind of made our own kind of group of friends that all did comedy some of them did different comedy to us they just straight up stand up or they did more sketch and just having each other's kind of back, I think that really felt um, prevalent in Edinburgh because 
you know, we'd go and see, we go and support each other's shows. We would mm. pick each other up if we had a shit show. I think because comedy is so, lots of audiences when you're performing comedy are very much make me laugh then. And I think because you've got that pressure on you all the time when you're performing, I think it's important to have that kind of close knit of friends that are kind of in the, in the industry and understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that we've really got that support network now of people that like if we were to go to Edinburgh again, we'd have those people mm-hmm. and we'd feel very supported and ready to go. I think that's very important. But yeah. also to not really care that much, I think. Not to care too much yeah. about what other people are thinking. Like, you know, if you try and care too much about that and try and impress people or, or try to make people laugh, like, I just don't think that works. Yeah, it doesn't make people to, laugh. Doesn't. You just have to trust the, like, the, <laughs> the like, the, try the free things. work yeah, that you've because, done. Yeah, and just trust it because... Not everyone's going to find you funny. And also, you're not going to know if something's funny unless you try it. So you should just just try it. Yeah. And don't really care because no one's going to remember it in a few days if you fell flat on your ass, unless you fell really flat on your ass. But I think if they do remember it, then great memory for them. Yeah. And they remembered you. So there we go. That's all. (laughs) What about um, where you've taken characters from online, put them online, you've had a lot of successful feedback. How does it translate to stage? What are the key differences for you between live performance and the online performance? That you can take things slower in TikTok and on Instagram and stuff. I think people are obsessed with the hook. It's like, oh, it's all about the hook. Like you need that first hook in the first two seconds. But with stage, you can slow things down a little bit because people are there. People are there. And I mean, they might leave, but they can't leave. They can if they're really rude, but they usually don't leave. So they're there with you anyway. So you've got that, you've got that bit of time to kind of build on the character and build to that funny moment. Yeah. Whereas online, I feel online people are just scrolling. Like yeah. obviously, like if you're a recognizable face, people will sit and watch. Or if there is like a really good hook and it's something that just happens yeah. to catch that person's attention, then yeah, they're they're gonna watch. But you can't guarantee. You really can't control what happens no. on the other end unless you're like a specialist in algorithm and stuff, but that's like a whole nother job, you know? So people um, have that job. People do have that <laughs> job. So I think, you know, you have, yeah, you can just slow it down. You can, yeah, like we change so many different things that like we had, you know, I mean, about- that was like, it was like the Nifty New News one. So it's like our daytime TV presenters uh, spoof and we were having trouble with it because we took that from online. I think at the start, we were really just diving into it and just starting it. But then when we kind of, progressed onto the show and where it is now is we had a kind of more of a build up to it. We were on stage. We were those characters rather than just starting it. Yeah. What we do online. I think there is, yeah, it's too pacing, I think. Mm. What about nerves and anxiety? Do you get nervous before the start of a show or starting a, a new bit or does the support of one another help to allay that a little? You get nervous. I think I get more nervous. Yeah. I get like just before I go on, so like like two minutes before I go on, if I'm hearing audiences come in, I'll get like a surge of like anxiety. But yeah, I surprised myself because I used to be a really anxious like performer, like doing drama, like straight straight theatre. But I don't know why. I don't know if it was because in Edinburgh I was like, you know what, this is the time to just say fuck it and give it a go. That I was just yeah. like actually. I'm not nervous. I'm just gonna. I just I was a wreck every morning. I wasn't towards the end actually, but for the first like week or two, perhaps I was just really nervous in the morning. Yeah, I don't know why because I really believed in the show and I really as soon as I got on stage, I wasn't nervous at all. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, 
that's why it's the thought of having a show at like 9 p.m even though obviously it's probably a more suited crowd i would just i'd be dead i'd be so scared i'd be so nervous all day mm. but i think we would have got like more sleep like we'd had more rest True. like we had to like get up like i think like there was also anxiety around the fact that we were just so early like we couldn't like relax into the day kind of thing yeah True, true, true. But yeah, I mean, I guess there's no really perfect slot, is there, Edinburgh? But there's so many time slots. <laughs> but yeah. You said about some of the shows that you saw at Edinburgh. Do you still get people who inspire you or influence you? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, like we were saying earlier, I think if we, like, at the first first week of Edinburgh, we didn't really see that many shows. I think we were very involved in our own show. Yeah. And mm. we're nervous and we're just taking things slowly. But after we started seeing shows, especially good shows, we felt very inspired. And I think you should immerse yourself in all of that stuff. Um, I think lots of the people that inspire us are people that make um, like broadcast sketches and stuff. Like we love Tim Robinson and people like that. Um, Harry Hill. I love that Harry Hill. I actually saw him live recently. It was really good. He was mental. It was only a 10 minute slot and he was just crazy. And I was just like, I just, I just love this guy. And like Jamie Dimitri and um, stuff like that. Um, so, what was I saying? Oh yeah, a lot of the people are they they make TV shows and stuff like that. Um, which is obviously we we filmed a pilot last year, so that is something that we'd like to do as well. Um, make kind yeah. of television, um, short films, that kind of thing. Um, because we do like we do like the role that the camera plays as well. Yeah. Um, which obviously we play with every day when we're yeah. making sketches and things, um, mm-hmm. because that is another role to add to the dynamic, um, which is different to stage. Yeah. Um, so we would like to delve more into that as well. Um, and those kind of people inspire us. Like we loved Tim Robinson. I think his silliness and his yeah so is something that we really aspire to have because we so, we think that we we make weird sketches and stuff, um, and but we watch him and then we're like, actually, we're very very far off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're talking about television, but what haven't you done perhaps in sketch or in performance that, that you want to address, that you want to look into? Um, just keep running with the live stuff, really. I think because um, the digital platform's right in our hands, we can do that every day. It doesn't feel that different. Mm. But um, I think we just want to get rolling with our comedy nights again. I think because we had Edinburgh coming up, the last, I know we did do a pre-Edinburgh one, but before we were doing more regular comedy nights. So we had them in Brixton, we had them in Kentish Town, the Atlanta Unicorn, we had them my way in Causden, and they were just really fun. I think it's an opportunity to meet more people yeah. as well because we that's where we met most of them, our comedy friends, through having them on the bill. And also just gives you opportunity to try new stuff and to yeah, try new characters. Sure. So I think we want to make more of a regular night of that something that is you know hooked and friends that is a regular yeah night in a cool place we'd love to go to like different different fringes as well yeah like different places like there's like the melbourne comedy festival and things like that obviously we'd That'd love be to a dream, yeah i don't know if next year will be possible because of money but um <laughs> we'd love to yeah like branch out to sort of different places in the world as well that that's yeah, we love traveling as yeah well. how can we find out about where we can come and see you how can we find out about you all on socials on Holly and socials. Oh, on socials, Holly and Brooke are hooked. We post everything on our Instagram. Yeah, uh, TikTok's probably the best place to keeping up with like sketches and stuff. Uh, we do post them on Instagram as well. But yeah, Instagram will have all of our 
um upcoming gigs um what we're up to and everything like that on there we do have a website coming as well so that will also have things on there but instagram's pretty great for being able to just for the current information but yeah so yeah instagram and the last question in line with the title of the show that i ask everybody how would you sum up comedy in a nutshell Oh, you know what? I even looked at this and I thought I should pre-think about what I'm going to say about this, so I didn't do it. <laughs> you wouldn't be a comedian if you'd given it any thought in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say that comedy is... Or should I take a show? Should I take a line from our show? Oh, yeah, take a line from the show. Comedy is turning yourself inside out. Am I right? <laughs> I think that's pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, so, that is pretty good. She wrote that there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I think it's fascinating, really. I think it's such an interesting... Um, like media form I think yeah. there's people on, who turn themselves inside out on the outside and they go like this try and get any good nuggets like yeah. have I been through any trauma or anything like that on the on the outside people that go and do comedy can just seem quite like oh it's just comedy and then when you're in the comedy world you're like there is like so much mm-hmm. that you just don't even realise and yeah I think it's it's a yeah turning yourself inside out turning yourself inside out am I right Holly Brooke thank you so much it's been absolutely brilliant Thank you so much for having us. It's been fun.